Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it is a special show tonight, a special show with friends of Rule of the Galaxy, friends in the Star Wars community, friends of ICCC, or ICCCon, as Michael Havens prefers, but I'm lazy and I say it the other way. Uh, this is Joe in the pilot seat here at Rule of the Galaxy. We are doing Chapter 208 of this fun-loving Star Wars show, and boy, do we have some juicy tidbits to talk about tonight as we prepare for the icc con next week in nashville tennis well near nashville tennessee i will start off by just quickly going around the room to our regular co-hosts and then i'll hop right into our guest for the for this evening into the hyperspace heroes podcast but first we'll start off with my cousin your friend alfie molinero hey how we doing tonight uh man i cannot wait to get into the topics uh, another solid night of T-ball. Um, <laughs> just ready to go. Can't wait for ICCC next week. You got it. Well, I tell you what, I had the pleasure of going and watching. For those of you who watch the show or listen to the show from time to time, you know Miss Azalea, Alfie's youngest daughter, uh, who's a big fan of the show. She runs her own, air quote, podcast to uh, mimic her father and, and uh, yeah, her does. cousin here. And uh, I got a chance to go see her play the other night on the Cubs. That was a lot of fun. And uh, I was able to give Alfie uh, a birthday gift because young Mr. Alfie, uh, I don't even know how old you turn. 46. 46. Yes. Same age as Star Wars, correct? Yes. Same age We're as Star Wars. We're just like Wars. a week apart, I think. There you go. Nice. So uh, Alfie's birthday was this week. So happy birthday again, Alfie. Thank um, you. And uh, yeah, I know you're chomping the bit to hit some of these topics. D-Doc, thanks for throwing together the live show again. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Is that like a forced dyad? If Alfie was born like at the same time as Star Wars, is that a dyad, <laughs> Alfie? It's pretty close. <laughs> I could be the chosen one. I'm, I'm not real sure. <laughs> Alfie I, was born and George Lucas just was like, Star Wars. <laughs> pretty much that's what it was i was old you know i was six so i was like oh this cool movie and and then boom there's alfie right there just showing up at the same time yep so yep, yeah but, but I'm, I'm doing good uh i also was at baseball tonight and uh it was one of those nights where my kid was just deciding to just kick the dirt and hardly pay attention and like is there anything more cringe than when you're watching a baseball game and it's like pretty quiet and you just want to tell your kid stop kicking the dirt pay attention you know what I mean? but, <laughs> but you, you get through it you sit there and you you know you, you cringe and then you hey you, you know, know being, <laughs> being the old man of the rule of the galaxy crew and i've done all these things you're doing right now i will tell you sometimes it's best to just sit back relax and say 
does this even really matter in the big scheme of things? <laughs> That's true. I mean, if he was on like the Philadelphia Phillies and he's kicking the dirt out there, maybe you've got some complaints, but <laughs> at five, it's not a big deal. I, I tell you though, it never stops. I, I will say this. My daughter, I was a high school softball coach for a handful of years. She was my assistant coach. Um, I, I retired from that. She, after playing high school ball, college ball, became my assistant. And then when I left, she became the head coach of, of the team. But tonight was her last game coaching because she's due with her first child this fall and she's going to take some time off. So my wife and I still drove a half an hour away to go watch her coach her last game. And so it, it just never ends. She's 26 years old and we're still there, even though she's just coaching the team. So it, you got a long haul in front of you, D-Doc and Alfie. So, <laughs> um, now, I, to our next, to our group of guests here, I don't remember, and I apologize. I don't know where you guys are on all kids, grandkids, everything, which, by the way, I have my first one already. My second one, like I said, is due in October, November. But we'll go to, we'll turn the, the page to the Hyperspace Heroes podcast here. We'll start off with the Brown Leader. Brown Leader, welcome to the show. And, and I, one question I'll ask you guys because we met at ICCC and because we've, we've communicated substance, is there any way for us to get num- call signs in, in the group when, when you guys have us on or anything like that? Well, you know, considering this is a joint episode that we're going to both post, um, <laughs> I do have some announcements to make at the end of the episode. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, I, so how are you doing, Aaron? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, and I have one grandchild myself. And okay. uh, so doing the, uh, I think you have eight years old now, I believe, and uh, busy with soccer. So Saturday mornings are on the pitch at, uh, unfortunately, at that age, it's the nine o'clock slot. Mm. So and uh, they live about 45 minutes away. So it's uh, wow. driving that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wet grass and nine o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're your best friend at that time. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. So but no, uh you know, I've been uh, been listening to you guys ever since uh, we kind of made contact at ICCC last year. And you've got me saying that now. I, I say <laughs> ICCC all the time. Uh, if not, then I'm like ICCCCCCCCCCC mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and lose track. But um, yeah, no, it's been great. D-Doc, it's finally nice to be on with you. Uh, great to I follow all your stuff on the plumbing. And yep. uh, so... <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a segment of plumber talk finally. Uh, I'm I'm in but... on that. I'm all in on that. <laughs> oh, yes. Looking but yeah, no. Well, uh, we've been looking forward to this episode, and we're also looking forward to uh, meeting up with you guys down next week. You got it. You got. It. I I am as well. I am as well. So hey, Scruffy, my man, how you doing with the great collection there behind you all lit up? Hey, thank you. Doing good. Doing good. And since we're on a theme here, I do have one grand puppy. Okay. <laughs> I have no grandkids, but one grandpuppy. It's a start. <laughs> it is a start. Okay. That's good to hear. Everything going all right in your world? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just totally excited for uh, um, I Yeah, You guys are getting me into that habit now. I wonder yeah, if Michael's going to penalize us at any time if we keep. I thought it that. was called that. No. Because you always said it. I C C C. I C C C or I C C Con. I C C Con. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just assumed that you always called it that from the beginning. I thought that's what it was called. I'm lazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, no, I'm just super excited. I uh, can't wait to uh, start vacation here in a couple of days. Uh, it's amazing the amount of things you suddenly have to do 48 hours before you go to punch out for vacation. Yeah. Yeah. They find you and they track you down before that happens. I get it. Oh, I'm permanently attached to my phone. Yeah. They'll find me. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens as you get older. And all, now that we've connected with everyone in the world. So I hate it for you, but, but I hope you get to enjoy it. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, DB, I, I love it. I, I want to call you droid bait, but everybody calls you DB. So I'm just going to stick with DB. How are well, you that's doing, because, brother? that's because we're lazy and we, we don't want to say droid bait all the time. <laughs> You know, even off off air when we're at work, Brown Leader will call me DB and I respond to it. So it's pretty that's, sad. That's, that's so. true. <laughs> and and you guys do all work together, correct? Yes. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. I my wife would think, and she'll tell you if she's she's in the other room, probably listening right now. But she'll tell you that you would think that me and Alfie and DDoc work together because the phones are buzzing at all times mm-hmm. of the day, and and she's like, you know, enough. You guys talk enough. You're not. You're not women. Come on. Women are supposed to talk like this. And, and, <laughs> and I get it because we do. We, we, we chat like we're high school girls all the time. And um, it's a problem. But we're, well, we're That is one of the reasons we started the podcast is because we were yes. spending too much time at work talking <laughs> nerdy stuff. So uh, Brown Leader came up with this concept. And, and here we are, yeah. you know, <laughs> a couple of years later. And, and if I'm going to jump into the theme... Um, I have I have a four year old. Well, he's almost four year old grandson, and we have our second on the way uh, later this summer as well. So, and we still have a twelve year old at home that we go to tennis matches, soccer matches, uh, cheer competitions. Uh, right now, we literally have something six days a week. Yep. So, guys, I understand. You know, going to these games, but you got to do it. You do. You do. And, and and these guys know, and you guys have heard, I mean, my life between work, between grandkid, between kids, just everything has been hectic. So these guys have been doing a great job covering my behind on all this. And, and I can't thank them enough uh, to, to just really help and, and lead the show. I, I joked uh, recently with Scott Rifa and I said, you know, the, the Rolling Stones had one lead guy. So you had to rely on Mick. And if Mick wasn't there, the, the band fell apart. I feel like we've got four lead guys like the Beatles. Any of them, any of them could take a, you know, the head of the song and go with it. So I feel really lucky to have that. But uh, you guys, you guys are celebrating your fiftieth show as Hyperspace Heroes. Is that right? And you did twenty five before as the Alderon A Hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're we're quickly approaching fifty. Okay. Th- this will be forty seven for us. So we're okay. it's just around the corner for us. But yeah, so we've got as we call it on the uh, so rural. We all know rural farm boy, and mm-hmm. he is uh, he was our first guest. So he is brown five and uh, call sign Spotchka, and because he's always talking about his Spotchka recipes. So. Uh, we, uh, uh, we call it the Spotchka timeline We're we're fast approaching <laughs> 75, but yeah, under the, the HHP banner, we're, we're, this will be 47 for us. So, okay. Well, Hey, it's, it, you know, they, they've told me that once you get past like 20, if you get past 20, you're going to, you're going to stick around for a while. Most podcasts make it less than 20 and then mm-hmm. fade away. Um, yeah. and I thought we were destined for that because we did, I want to say seven or eight and then we had to take a break because Joey left the show. And then next thing you know, we started back up and we haven't looked back since. So yeah. And congratulations uh, on beating 200. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, we we just sat back on two hundredth episode and let Steve Lawson do all the work. <laughs> I know. I listened. I, I... <laughs> um. So we'll, again, thank you guys. Welcome aboard. Well, it looks like we have another guest coming on. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to have him back with us. Who just is surprising us and showing up. Brent, can you hear us? Are you there? We'll catch him in a minute. Um. Hey, you know, guys. You guys, there were a couple topics before we get into. ICCC and all those kind of things. There were a couple topics that I did want to hit um, that that kind of hit close to home on me. Uh, listen to Freddie Prince Jr. talk about walking away from Star Wars and Kanan and that role. Kanan's one of my favorite Star Wars guys. I fell. In, I didn't know I was going to love Rebels. I, I fell in love with Rebels. I fell in love with the storyline and everything that was going on there. He, he kind of was. He kind of was sticking to two Star Wars people a little bit, and it wasn't really too hip. Uh, he was more promoting Star Trek, you know, from what he was saying than than Star Wars. Does anybody have any thoughts on on Freddie Prince, who I thought we were going to get to meet, who mm-hmm. just recently had to bail? And, and I'm wondering, did he bail because of the work, or did he bail because this is how he truly feels about Star Wars? So, anyone around the room? Go ahead, D Doc. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, I've I I brought it up actually when we were talking to headless Ned Stark last week that I, I saw his rant, um, you know, where he was talking about how he knows the Force more than anybody, you know, and I was taught the Force by George Lucas, and you know, you guys, all these grown men out there, just care about Star Wars. It's for kids. Grow up, bro. And then I'm just like, you're dead to me after watching that interview. I can still love his voice mm-hmm. as a voice actor. You know what I mean? But to me, it just comes off as like speaking down to people. And to me, that's kind of disrespectful to your fans and everything. It's like there's people who are huge fans of, of him for, for doing that. And I, honestly, it's just I don't know. I just think it's disrespectful and not not very thoughtful, in my opinion. You know, so whatever. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, um, I I, tend, I agree with you, D-Doc. Um, I'm a little disappointed in that. Uh, I was really looking forward to the whole Rebels cast getting the getting all the autographs, uh, but you know that just mm-hmm. kind of. And I love Rebels. I didn't think I would like it. I truly love the 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 series, but I'm just a little little disappointed in that, uh, to say the least. And I do think that uh, the Star Wars thing had something to do with him canceling, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, hi, Brent. Hello. Hey, Brent. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> it, did Eeyore show up? Oh, um... <laughs> oh goodness. How much, man? We just got rolling, so nothing, nothing fantabulous has happened. We're just rocking and rolling here. I figured that if I showed up a few minutes late, we we would be still in the pro- pre-production because usually D-Doc shows up. <laughs> oh! Shots fired. <laughs> so I'm actually... I, I I'm, was in the studio, Brent. I was ready to roll, man. I was ready to roll. Oh, AKA, man. I ran down here as quick as I could to get the link together about 10 minutes before the show. <laughs> no worries. Uh... I was rolling solo and had to get kids in bed. And then when you put me in the chat first, um, so those that are watching on YouTube saw my face show up and then I went to no camera. Uh, my wife decided to call me at that exact time that you put me into the show. So, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. We, we've only, the only thing we really discussed was our family lives and how we chase kids around at 
sports uh, things, so you're you're good. And then we hey, I heard competition. I heard competition cheer, and I and I commiserate with you, my friend. Um, my daughter, my daughter is uh, three, four years in, and uh, yeah, that is a culture that uh, unlike any other. Um, oh, you are not wrong. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I I think you might be Ohio area, right? Michigan. Damn Northern it. Michigan. Okay. So anyway, we have a group of dads that decide. There's one group of dads that goes to every competition that my daughter's in because they're all kind of regional. Um, they rock the pink mohawk. The dads will wear a pink mohawk. And they wear pink leopard print outfits while they carry around the boom boxes and parade their daughters into the competition. Oh, I hope my daughter's not listening or I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Except there's no mohawk going on here. No, I, no, but, it's, uh, it, there, you can tell these are not real mohawk. They're, they purchased those pink oh, two-foot-tall faux, faux hawks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like two-foot-tall faux hawks with pink. Well, yeah. So I, tell me, I, you, I, I cannot you, wait to call your daughter. Oh. Oh, she's probably listening. I gave her the link. She's probably actually yes. watching. So yes. Um, but we will be in uh, Columbus, Ohio, at the end of June for the for the big nationals competition. So maybe okay. I'll see you there, Brent. No, we uh, <laughs> oh. our season is over. They uh, they're they're also none too they're none too amazing. So um, the, <laughs> the, the goal, the passion. It's all about the love. It is. It really is. And the and the faces that they make when they're when they're sharing. <laughs> Right, I mean, it's a, like just to, just right. You're laughing because you've seen them. Oh yeah. Um. So, yeah. But so in Indiana, or at least the gym that we go to, their big thing is to get a they to win to get a bid to go down to Disney during uh, spring break time frame. They call it Summit. Um. Oh yeah, my daughter watches that on ESPN. You know, the oh, yeah. Ocho or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Ocho. If it's almost a sport, it's on the Ocho. Yeah, that is exactly correct. Um, so, anyways, so oh, I mean, we, we, me we do it. Are we doing cheerleading podcasting tonight or not? Sorry, no, no. It was down the rabbit no, hole, no. but I commiserate with you, my friend. <laughs> we gave all the time we're allotted for cheerleading discussion. So, okay, I'm I, I'm glad that it's not something I ever had to get into. I'm just gonna Oof. hit some bullet points. You guys, look, we've got a full cast and crew here. Anybody who wants to chime in on any topic I hit, just chip. Point at me. We'll go to you. Um, Mando season three getting a gallery in June. Um, I, I'm I'm excited about that because I think those are some of the best parts of Mando is getting the gallery and the behind the scenes and the you know all that kind of stuff. Any any guy anybody with any thoughts on a gallery for Mando season three? Go ahead, Brown later. So uh, do we know, though, if it's going to be they're going to cheap out like they did on season yeah. two or are they going to give us the full experience like in season one? Season one doing one per, uh, uh, you know, chapter was phenomenal. It was great. And yes, Agreed. there were some good things in season two. There were some really good, ins you know, inside information. But um, yeah, I think they need to spend a little more time breaking it down. I definitely like the the show by show breakdown better than the here's the one that's all you get thanks for showing up that was it was great don't get me wrong seeing all the behind the scenes stuff with Luke was great but it would have been really nice to see a little bit more well well I think you guys need it too so Alfie can add some more chapters to the book of Alfie <laughs> and uh, fill in some more pages right <laughs> we can right. work on that. <laughs> uh, all I see right now is it's just saying making of. It does not say okay. a season or an episode. That'd be June right. 28th. 
Well, at least we know we have stuff coming up on the calendar, right? We've got that. We've got Ahsoka in August. We've got Skeleton Crew by the end of the year, from what I'm hearing. So at least we've got things on the calendar and on the agenda. Um, and while we're throwing out things about Disney+, Plus, am I reading Andy Serkis making some comments about possible and or season two? Uh, he was seen on the his set. Role? Okay. But then again, it's Andy Serkis, so what is he playing you know could be anything he did say in an interview and i don't have it in front of me that whatever his character's name did not die okay and that it's very so, lonely on that planet now <laughs> well so, you know he did say he couldn't swim he didn't say he couldn't fly <laughs> well maybe he got his water wings on you know got there his you little, go he, yeah he's floated ashore <laughs> okay uh, either way look i i think he was one of the best parts of that show i mean the intensity that he brought to it the the character he played was really great and and i liked andor um so if he's going to be in it and there's it makes sense for him to be in it i'm all for it so, it's go gotta ahead, make sense yeah gotta make sense <laughs> it cannot be snoke i'm just gonna leave it at that go ahead brent <laughs> so are we gambling on when it's gonna come out because of tony gilroy backing out mm. Yeah, he had to stop because they, they won't allow him to make changes to the script now right. that the Writers Guild strike is on, correct? Yeah, he got I, called out for being a scab. Right, so he... I, yeah, I didn't read the whole story, but I assumed it was because he's a writer and he wanted to show some solidarity. It also gives him an indirect way to say, well, I didn't have a hand in it if it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried at first to say that he was just producing and doing behind the scenes stuff. And then other people in, in the industry called him out and said, dude, you wrote all the episodes. So there's no way that you're going to be able to refrain from that. So either show solidarity with the guild or don't and just say that you're a scab. The guild. Yeah. You, you I, know, it's, it's, it's so weird. When I think of unions, like my dad worked in a trucking company when I was a little kid and we actually had to go with him one night and sit around one of those pits with the fire. Yeah. They got paid outside. to do it. Yeah. yeah and, and that's what they did. They sat there, kept warm around that mm -hmm. and, you know, yelled at the scabs as they came along. So that's a, that's emblazed in, in into my head. Right. That, that I remember seeing that. I don't, I don't think the writer's guild is doing that same kind of strike. Oh, they are. They're picketing. Well, I they mean, are... but are they really like, Sitting there hoping that <laughs> they're not they're blocking any trucks with baseball bats. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not <laughs> <taking> <laughs> <by> <laughs> oh, I, for, I forgot. You were part of the the uh, John, not John Gotti. What's his name? Uh, what's the guy that died and they buried him in the Jimmy Hoffa? Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> I didn't know you were part of the Jimmy Hoffa Teamsters. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like, I didn't know your dad was a teamster. Yeah, ten years. I'm a uh, well. I'm not anymore because I actually am a scab, but. I was a steel worker for. <laughs> oh god! But no, they're picketing. They they literally yes, they are, are picketing in front of the places. They're holding their placards, making their chants. One of the ones, and I don't. It looked like John Krasinski, but I don't think it is. But it was an actor who said, like, he was carrying a sign that said, "I'm an actor." I literally don't know what to say, which I thought <laughs> no. was a yes, which I thought was a clever picket sign. Because he was trying to show support for the writers, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm an actor. I literally have nothing to say right now." So I saw that. I love yeah. it. I like it. Um, so so any any news on the acolyte because of this? Because where are they at in the whole situation? Because I really, 
what's that? They did not make it, so they're shutting no. down a little bit, yes. waiting on scripts. Mm-hmm. That is a bummer. And yeah. so, and Andor's had some like they had to move production of uh, uh, Homeboy's Palace from Saw Gerrera's hideout because of weather and yeah. yeah, weather and flooding and stuff. So there's been some production issues on Endor. So between, we'll probably get 2025. There we go. Between weather, between COVID and now strikes, it's almost like they don't want Star Wars things to be made. Mm, it's just Star Wars. There's Kino Lloyd will be affected. He he would not like to hear that that area is flooding. And um, <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Maybe Neville Longbottom showed up and gave him some gillyweed, and then he grew some gills, and then he and then he could swim. There you go. And there Cross we go. Worlds. Crossing the fandom. Um, hey, this gillyweed. <laughs> this is this is one that I I would really like feedback from everybody. We got we got seven of us here. Turn um, him into a shark. That's yeah. Cool. Um, so we had we had Carrie Fisher get her star on the Walk of Fame. You know, Billy Lord, Mark Hamill were both there. Uh, I think uh, one. I was surprised she didn't have that already. I would have thought with the family heritage she came from and the movie she yeah. was in that she would be in there. But I wanted to ask you guys one: if you want to make any comments on Carrie Fisher, go. Let's go around the room and do that. But two, one thing I was going to ask you is outside of Star Wars, your favorite thing that Carrie Fisher did movie tv show what have mm. you so um brown leader i'm going to start with you because you put your hand up whether you wanted to answer it or not i did so okay. uh favorite thing so favorite thing she did outside of star wars well i guess you'll have to tell me if this is this might be star it's probably star wars adjacent so uh okay. which would be fanboys when she played the doctor in fanboys oh my uh, god yeah that was good that was if, really good if that doesn't count then no it no it doesn't her, count okay doesn't count doesn't count. She wasn't. She wasn't playing Princess Leia. She was playing Carrie Fisher as a doctor. So we're right. we're, we're good with that. I like that. Good. Um, who who else? Go runner. Alfie. Uh, I would say the Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. or then uh, her yes. cameo in uh, Jane Silent Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I am. Brent, I'm you didn't see that movie. Um, I couldn't get past the first ten minutes with Jay doing the mother, 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 mother. mother, mother. (laughs) I couldn't get past it, and I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. Well, but I thought, well, never mind. Okay, Brent, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know the scene that I'm talking about. Yeah, I would just think it being the third movie, you would be like prepared for that. But Uh, maybe didn't didn't see. Yeah. I, I'm not like a big Kevin Smith fan. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the age um, difference. He, and he's not a big Kevin Smith anymore. So no. um, he's not well, funny anymore either. So. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I watched, what was it? Uh, I watched dogma. I, I, I did enjoy dogma and I watched, um, what was it? The, the, the dating one. Mall rats. No, it wasn't mall rats. There was chasing one that, Amy. Ch- chasing, chasing Amy, Amy. chasing Amy, that one. Okay. Uh, those are the two that I saw of Kevin. Well, Smith. now, now that we're doing those. the Kevin Smith podcast, give me something Carrie Fisher you liked outside of Star Wars. I don't have anything. <laughs> I okay. don't know what she was in. Like you, everything okay. that you have said has been a complete shock to me. Scruffy, <laughs> I'm going to go to you. I, I bet you you're sitting on something here, right here. Go hit me with something. I am. Uh, cameo appearance in The Big Bang Theory. Absolutely oh, love that piece. Okay. 
But the other movie I absolutely loved her in, The Burbs. Yes. Oh, the yeah, that was a good one. Movie. Right. Yes. The Love crows that are movie. too big for the bird feeder. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, gosh. D-Doc, how about you? Have you seen Carrie Fisher in anything outside of Star Wars movies? The only thing I really know is the Blues Brothers, honestly. It's like I've never really like sought out. I mean, I've seen fanboys as well, but <clears throat> I mean, she's pretty hilarious in, in, in the Blues Brothers. I mean, that's one of the best scenes when Belushi is saying, uh, I got a flat tire. <laughs> it was a plague. It was like, it was like you got to believe me. <laughs> DB, how about you? Bring bring us some heat here. What do we got that well, you know, related? Uh, sorry, Brent. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Um, it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. It really is. Uh, but yeah, so. Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, my God. Uh, two minutes she's in that movie are hilarious. Um, but she did a, a live one woman show, um, wishful drinking, mm-hmm. um, based on her book. It was on HBO or something, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And that's hilarious. If you ever get a chance to watch it. I need to check that one out. I've not seen that, but I check it out. I'm, I'm sure it's pretty funny. So I, as I usually do over research and over prepare, um, one, one of my very favorites when Harry met Sally. I knew you were um, going to say that one. That's that, why that I didn't one, say it. That one right there, just fantastic movie. Um, and she plays the role so well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let's see here. What I have? Oh, uh, the man with one red shoe. The man with one red shoe. Another Mike. Uh, another. Uh, has anyone seen that one? With Tom a long Hanks. Time ago. Tom Hanks. A long, long, long time ago. She's I don't hardly great. remember it. Her and Jim Belushi do Tarzan. D-Doc, help me out here. D-Doc, help me out here. Have you even heard of that movie? No. (laughs) Thank God I'm not the only one. Thank God I'm not the only one. Okay, Okay. well, Brent, you think that's bad. Here we go. You ready? She's been in 25 episodes of Family Guy. Uh, She was in a few episodes of Smallville, the Superman show. Uh, For those of you who are, D-Doc, you're definitely not old enough to remember this. She tried out to be a Playboy bunny on Laverne and Shirley with Laverne. And in front of Hugh Hefner, and she she beat out Laverne for the spot as a Playboy bunny. Um, Do you think I didn't know anyone who knew where the hidden stash was when I was growing up? Man, I know what Playboy is. <laughs> well, she wasn't in Playboy. Did you know that Leo, that uh, that Carrie Fisher was in a TV show being a bunny? No, I did not. No, okay. I had no clue. But I'm, well, I'm familiar with uh, Playboy, if that's what you meant. I know. So, no, 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 no. No, but D Doc. By the way, I know none of this. I just want you to know, like. I, ha- I have None. one more that's that's go really for it. one of my favorites. It's go for the deep cut. Go for the go for the deep cut. Under the Rainbow with Chevy Chase, oh. and it was filled with small people who also played in Star Wars movies as Ewoks and Jawas and everything else. Oh. Kenny Baker was in it. It yes. was full of, I'll say, small people, little people, um, and it's Under yeah. the Rainbow, kind of a takeoff of Wizard of Oz, but in a very weird, contorted, weird 1980 yeah. way. Very weird. So, yeah, there we go. You know, I thought bring a little Carrie Fisher to the show tonight. So but, in honor uh, of her getting her star. And the, the you got to get the honorable mention. Their mother superior in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Still shaking his head. I'm sorry, Brent. I mean, it, it seems like like it sounds like I don't care. Like, honestly, I never suck. Snuh, 
I never sought out <laughs> snuck in. I never sought out Carrie Fisher for anything. Okay. I know movies. I know TV. I none of this. Nope. Hey, not even the Blues Brothers. Nope. See right there. You've seriously oh, yeah, never yeah. seen the Blues Brothers. I have yeah. seen. Yeah. I have seen portions of the Blues Brothers. I have not devoted a full day to end my attention to the entirety of Blues Brothers. Okay, you, you, it's got to be done. It's got to be done, Brent. Yeah. That is an so. epically good show. A good movie. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from Carrie Fisher. What are your guys' thoughts about the announcement of Urkel being in the skeleton crew? Now, I didn't grow up with Urkel. <laughs> I, we're all, I think we're all older. D-Doc probably was more of the Urkel age, probably. I don't know. But are we? is that just weird to think that Urkel is going to be making an appearance oh, in a Star Wars show? Okay, time out. Uh, Urkel is in Star Wars now? J- Jaleel White? Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be in there the was an announcement. Group. There was an announcement. Yeah. How 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 did I miss that? <laughs> it was during a playoff hockey game. It was during. Okay, an well, I don't want. I don't want sports. So that, that makes was, that makes sense there. Yeah, he was interviewing like for. I, I think he was. I think he was there supporting the Oilers, and he kind of nonchalantly like they were like, they're like, "Well, what are you working on lately?" He's like, "Oh, well, I'm I'm I got a show coming out soon. It's called Skeleton Crew. It's a Star Wars show." And he's like, "You know, it definitely was different for me as an actor." And I was like, "I'm like, damn, is he supposed to even be saying this?" I feel like Star Wars people probably like. I mean, I maybe he was supposed to say it on that interview, but I don't know. He really he really came out and just gave a decent amount of info on it. So. Yeah, wow. he wow. could also go. be making a background alien sound like he's got a major part in the show. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig was in a Star Wars thing. I mean, like yeah. you know, could well, be nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I, anyway, I, I don't even I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, he's a jerk, so I really don't really care. I he was on Dancing with the Stars, and he basically belittled the girl that he was dancing with, and he, he, I have ze- I have zero respect for that man. Urkel. Really? Absolutely. I didn't know that. I didn't Absolutely. know that either. Okay. Yeah, I, missed that. I missed that episode too. That must have yeah. been awkward. <laughs> I was dancing with the stars. I watch it. I can talk dancing with the stars, but throw me some Carrie Fisher. I got nothing. No, like he, he yeah, he's not a he's not a good person in, in my mind. They showed um, it on the air too, Brent. Like just the way he was carrying it, like they showed the mm-hmm. like the way that he talked to her and then the way they were behind stage. And you could just tell that there was a lot of tension between the two of them because of the way that he was treating and the way that he behaved. It w- it was not good. And from what I from that story, if you read any stories about the way that he behaves behind set and offset, he is like Christian Bale to the max because oh, Christian that, Bale is kind of a prima donna. Who would have ever thought Urkel? It, it's Urkel, man. Yeah. Wow. Why, not, why did the little girl just beat him up? No, it's not Urkel. <laughs> so so here's the deal. It's not Urkel. It's Stefan Urkel. And that, if you ever watch, if you ever watch the show, he put on the persona. J- J- Joe, did you watch? You're shaking your head. See, look, I can, I can school you on a little bit. So, on Family Matters, he put himself into some sort of like machine and became Stefan Urkel, yep, who was Stephon. like the ladies' man. He was like a ladies' man. It wasn't Steve Urkel. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so. He Stephon kind would of show up every now and then. That yeah. is like the the Stefan Urkel is like Julia White, and not Steve Urkel. Okay. Well, you know I'm not getting any sleep tonight at all. I've I've got some Dancing with the Stars <laughs> to watch. Uh, I've and got under some the rainbow. To listen to uh, yeah. Under the rainbow. 
I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, we we so bring, those, those we bring the plans. knowledge on, on Rule of the Galaxy. We <laughs> yes, bring yes, the knowledge. Yes, you do. Um, so I had some other topics, but you know, I mean, we could talk about Filoni's Heir to the Empire. We could talk about Jedi Survivor, any of those things you guys want to hit on. But I figured before we get into the meat and potatoes of ICCC, ICC Con, or the thing that hit us all today... Is, is there any other topic that anybody here wants to hit before we jump into some of those? Because, as usual, I will monopolize an entire show and talk about all things I want to talk about without letting anyone breathe. So, HHP guys, uh, you know, uh, regular crew, any topics that were standing out to you guys? I am ready for ICCC. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's hit that. Uh, we all attended last year except for DDoc, correct? Yes. Um, I, I will start with our featured guests here and we'll start with DB. DB. Oh, no I pressure. Was, no pressure. Yeah, no. What, what were things that you were like really excited about, shocked about things that you, 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 the, the reasons you wanted to come back, you know, what, what were some of the things that stood out to you about last year that you said, Hey, that was so good. We got to go back and do this again. Uh, it, th- that's a simple yet complex answer. Okay. Just the the intimacy of the whole thing. I mean, the stars were close. The people. I mean, look, we met you guys there. Here we are a year later, still yakking it up about <laughs> nothing. Uh, yet, just the accessibility of the stars, uh, um, the vendors, everything. Uh, it was very tactile. You could do everything, and not like. I mean, I hate to mimic Havens because he's got this down right, but you go to the corporate cons and like everything's just an arm's reach away. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't quite touch. But at, at at ICC Con, did I get it right? Yes. Yeah. Um, left out of C. Uh, <laughs> no. C. Um, yeah, just it just felt more like a community of friends. Mm-hmm than a bunch of strangers wandering around. And I think that was, I'm so stoked to go back. I don't, I've got to work the next five days and I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's, I feel like I'm eight years old. Christmas is coming. That's good. That's that right. There is a good way to tie that up. Scruffy. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I'll touch a little bit on DB there. I mean, where else can you go sit on the bench and smoke and meet the uh, celebrities? I mean, come on. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm smoking this year because, you know, I, I want to meet cool people too. Mm-hmm. You're already well, going with me. You're good. That's yeah, true. no. Interesting. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about the, the Rebels reunion, um, you know, because getting all those stars in one place, uh, mm-hmm. minus, minus uh, Freddie Prinze, obviously. And uh, excited about the vendors that are there. The uh, you know, as as you can see, obviously I'm a big collector. Uh, I have certain things on a list that I need to complete uh, that I know that I can go there and get, or I can go there to the room sales. Uh, it's just awesome to be able to walk around a hotel and walk into people's rooms and buy stuff. I'm, so I'm, I'm really hoping you're talking about, about Star Wars stuff, right? You know, I was waiting for other... somebody yeah. to bring that up. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Thank there's you for some not me down. that you can go into and pay money, but yes, I just want to make sure it was for Star Wars stuff. Okay. Thank you for not letting me down. I was waiting for somebody to say something that, about that. That's why Scruffy ordered some extra banners for the room sales this year. <laughs> Buy here, pay here. There we go. Um, <laughs> ground, ground leader, how about you? I mean, 
I loved watching you guys walk around last year, do quick, you know, just meet and greets with people and getting to know people. It was cool because, you know, like we would just turn a corner, you turn a corner and boom, it's like there were six of us and we were all just like, hey, let's just talk a little bit for, you know, about our podcast or what we're doing or what we're looking for. And that was just really fun. Um, how about you, though? What? what yeah, what? yeah. It, it all goes back to what DB said about community. It just felt like a community and not so much like a convention. It felt mm -hmm. like an, an, more like an event. And like, yeah, like you were saying, you know, it was, it was our uh, first time to go down as, as, you know, group as members of the show. And I'm sorry, we didn't spend more time in the podcast room. That's definitely one thing I'm going to do this year, spend more time mm -hmm. in the podcast room, uh, getting to know everybody in that room better. But uh, yeah, just the accessibility of everybody and not just fans, but the guests themselves, you turn a corner and there's Timothy's on. And next thing you know, we're taking pictures with them, you know, uh, random artists, uh, DB would uh, vape out on the smoking bench. And we got <laughs> a two minute interview with Clem. So at his table, you know, cause they were smoking together. You're not going to run into that anywhere uh, else. And that's why I'm a, a little worried about the bigger venue, but uh, Mike did say there's some, there's some places that we can probably hit up. And so, but yeah, and then we, we just happened to be in the room, the podcast room when they brought Anthony Daniels in for his 15 minute mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, it was just the, the spontaneity of mm -hmm. it, the, and then the different types of fandoms that were there and represented. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was just a great feel altogether. <clears throat> I agree. I I've been to uh, two, yeah, two celebrations and they're great. They, they're always very fun, but you, you feel like, hey, if I'm not paying thousands of dollars to get in the right line, to buy the right thing or what have you, you do feel like there's a separation, you know. And if I'm not in the right line to be in this auditorium for this many hours ahead and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed every minute that I was at each celebration I was at. But this was something quite a bit different. And and so I, I'm, I'm glad you guys have the same, same thoughts and feelings on it. Brent, how about you? Because this was this the first con you'd gone to, Brent? Yeah, it's the first thing that I've ever done that's major for for Star Wars. I mean, you said spend thousands of dollars. When you walk around there and buy toys, you could spend thousands of dollars on one toy. Well, yes. But I that's mean, by choice. Right. I mean, so this <laughs> is like... It, this is not like your uh, your like garage sale toy mm -mm. Uh, I, uh, collectors commissary is uh, <laughs> your high end toy collecting market. So um, be prepared to see some of those original seventy seven toys. I mean, I think what blew me away was the eighty five dollar loose toys. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think that they were all originals. That's why. But they were all loose, and they were eighty five bucks a pop. So, um, were they in to... the same hotel rooms that Scrappy was going into? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know, man. The... The loose toys. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, they Sorry. might be. I mean, Sorry. they might be. You never know. <laughs> Debbie does ICC. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, after dark, right? No, is. Joe's here. We can't do yeah. that. No, we're good. um. No, so but Steve they also had, will tell me later that's to true. watch our language and what I say. It's okay. <laughs> the the fact that you can also find some of those hard to find black series, you're like, how the hell these have been on pre order for so long? And then you walk mm -hmm. and there's a booth that's got 25 of them. So there, those will be there. If toys are your thing, 
Um, I was really blown away by all of the cosplay that was there. Um, I think since they got the bigger one, they might have their gaff tank because the uh, Tennessee or Kentucky 501st had an ATST and and two speeder bikes last year. They showed me pictures of an actual working gav tank. So because it's a bigger venue, they might even roll in that gav tank, which would be pretty cool. So <clears throat> Brent brought it up about you're not going to find your garage sale kind of, you know, hey, this is a beater that's, you know, two bucks or whatever. You're not really going to find a lot of that at ICCC. I will agree with him on that. Maybe with them expanding this year, we'll see some more diverse things, but I'm not sure. But I will tell you guys, um, for the Hyperspace Hero guys, if you haven't gone to the Great Ohio Toy Show in Xenia, Ohio, if you guys want to get your bang for your buck, they have everything from $1 things up to thousands of dollar things, but it's like seven straight barns at a fairgrounds. And the amount of Star Wars stuff in there is incredible. So just we, we always give them a shout out because we love going there. But if you guys haven't checked it out yet and you're looking for maybe not the more expensive things they they will have that there for you as well so that has been on my list for a couple years now it's It's incredible yeah one of our favorite places to go i love Uh, going there uh, alfie how about you you uh throwing your two cents worth on i triple c last year and, and what you're looking forward to this year i had a great time at i triple c last year and what i'm really looking forward to Walking around on Saturday when it was really crowded was such a different feel from Friday, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like 10 times the amount of people. But you could look around and see that this was ready to go to the next level. And I'm excited to see what that next level is. And does it still have that same feel of community and just a bunch of people there to celebrate Star Wars as it did last year? You know, there's always that kind of fear that as things get bigger, it's going to lose that little yeah. spark that it had. Agreed. You you can take it to the next level and miss out miss out on some of the things that made it special. So we'll cross our fingers. You know, look, Michael's got his thumb on the pulse of this, um, and Jim and and his group at ECPC TV. They have their their finger, their thumb on the pulse of what it's like to run the live shows. And I think for me, that was besides seeing something like the Clone Wars crew, you know, I was 20 feet away from all of them while they were doing a show together. That was incredible. But then to be back, do live shows, have people come by our booth and talk to us about our podcast, you know, to to have Anna Graves, you know, take one of our shirts and, and, you know, be very supportive of our podcast ever since then, whenever we post things or whatever, she's She's great, and that's one of the reasons why we have a, you know, a love for Duchess Satine and, and that character in, in Clone Wars is because Anna Graves just treats us nice. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of things we're looking forward to, and I think one of the, the biggest things for us is we were joking earlier that it's like me and Alfie and D-Doc work together, but, you know, this is going to be our first time that we're hanging out with D-Doc, and it's really exciting after two years to, you know, of, of getting to know him so well and everything and all the work that he does for us that we're going to be able to actually hang and just have fun together, you know, like, like, like we're the pals that we are, except actually in person. So Absolutely. that's exciting. So, yeah, but I hope he uh, lives up to the hype. 
<laughs> I hope we show up and he's like four foot two. And <laughs> I mean, he, so you're going to go with a wee leprechaun? Is it, you think he's a wee leprechaun? I mean, he's got the ginger. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. a wee leprechaun. Yeah, what's up with that, man? No. No, I'm actually pretty tall. I'm I'm like six foot tall or so. You know. There we go. I have a big nose. That's the thing. I have a pretty big schnoz. We'll here. go. Yeah, <laughs> I, got you. I got you. We're good. Um, so what you see th- is what you get here. You that's, guys, that's it. You guys are going down. Um, when th- Thursday night or Friday morning or I am boarding a five a.m. flight on Friday morning. So okay. I'll be up and Adam early and I'm going to be making videos and I'm going to do one of those inspirational, you know, like those inspirational videos where you see like gamer buddies meet each other for the first time Love uh, it. after they've been gaming forever. I'm going to be walking up to you guys holding the camera, you know, we're going to emotionally embrace each other. I'm just kidding. Brother's got a hug. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we go further, Dr. Squatch is blowing up our comments. Thank you, Dr. Squatch. I forgot to go away from the private chat to the public chat, so I'm just catching up on all those. But thank you for always supporting and giving us shout-outs and everything else. And, and D-Doc's probably much more on top of it. He's probably going to see something. We're, yes, we're going to. We're going to talk about Galactic Star Cruiser in a moment here, Dr. Squatch. So um, thank you again for always supporting us and everything. But um, yeah, guys, look, we're just looking forward to it. I'm glad that we've become friends. You know, we, we interact. We probably should interact more, but all of our crazy lives chasing kids and grandkids, you know, it all get, you know, it's just part of it. You know, we're all grown ups and adults and we got things that got to take care of. So, but I, I look forward to meeting up with you guys again down there, hanging out uh, and just, just having some fun, you know, taking pictures and, and uh, just, just having a good time with star Wars. So excited about that completely. And now I guess if you want, I, I can bring up the big news of the day that I don't know who really wants to talk about it or not, but I thought it was a joke at first, but I'm guessing it's not a joke from what I'm seeing. Um, our friend, the Galactic Star Cruiser, is going to be no more. And which is actually kind of a bummer because even though we've all ripped on it a little bit, we all said if a we little? could afford it, we'd go. <laughs> okay, a lot. But if we could afford it, we would go. And I did not say that. What? <laughs> that I would go. After I've actually watched you... a beginning to end, and after I watched it, I said I don't want to go because I could not deal with that claustrophobia. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the size of the cabins look like they're just the ginormous. The size like, of the like sleeping everything areas. is yeah. too small. I, I couldn't. I was getting anxiety just watching it. I could not imagine being there. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to bounce it back out to our special guests again. Yeah. Brown Leader, I'll start with you. Thoughts on the Galactic Star Cruiser? Did you see the demise coming? Have Have any of the three of you been? Um, and and what are your thoughts on this whole situation where a multi billion dollar company can't figure out how to get from tripping over its own feet all the time with something like this? Well, they also just changed CEOs. So I mean, you know, this was they. Yeah, I mean, when they when they first priced it, when they first opened it, it was already priced out of how many fans range, you know, I mean, it was just and all you ever saw was influence. And it was funny because not that long ago, they kind of had a second wave of influencers 
uh, yeah. you know, doing new uh, videos on it and trying to hype it up again. He saw discounted rates. Um, little surprised that it came this soon. Thought they would try to drag it out for a little bit longer. But uh, obviously somebody's got somebody at Disney kind of match the numbers up and realize that it's just not going to be self-sustaining. Yeah. Agreed. Um, we, we joked before I hop over to Scruffy and DB, we, we, I was joking with the guys that, you know, in, in Indiana, when a store closes, the first thing that goes in is either a fireworks store or a Halloween shop. Yep. And I was like, this is going to be the biggest fireworks or Halloween shop in the country, uh, city in the galactic star cruiser, uh, Scruffy. What, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on the Galactic Star Cruiser? Halloween town. Halloween, fireworks, <laughs> and booze. What more do you need? <laughs> it's all right there. Um, I I was not the least bit surprised. Uh, like DB or like Brown later said, it's just priced out of the normal person's range. Uh, when it first came out, my wife heard about it, and you know, as you can see behind me, I'm a collector. My wife supports the hobby. Uh, she doesn't she, she doesn't mind Star Wars. She's watched them. Not her favorite thing in the world, but you know she supports the hobby. When she first heard about it and saw it, she's like, "You have to go. I want to take you to the see this." And then we saw the prices, and I'm like, "That's just not going to happen." So I yeah. was not, I was not, I was not too surprised. Um, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, but it is what it is. D DB, where do we go from here with this? I mean, I want to hear your feedback and thoughts on the whole thing, but where where do we go from here with that? What are they going to put into this thing now? Well, they haven't announced anything. I mean, I can see them still utilizing this as a themed hotel, you know, maybe without the full experience. I don't know, because um, nobody invited me to go down and be an influencer. <laughs> and <laughs> What? I know. You did not get that list? Do I not have the face to be an influencer on the, the TikTok or whatnot? Yes, but... you do, Robert. Right? Yes, you do, Rob Halford. Only oh. when they want to, yep. Only when they want to do a classic metal theme night. Hey, you know what? If I have to, if I have to bang my head and you know do some parody lyrics, I'll do it. But Disney did not invite me, and I, you know what? What can I say? But it was priced ridiculous. And if Disney had done any kind of research, they would know the people that could afford this are spending their money on toys and helmets and <laughs> conventions and other things. So. Um, it's not surprising. I'm I'm surprised at the quick shutdown. Other than it probably was very related to the uh, return of of Iger to Disney. Um, but I, I sure would like to see them use it as a themed hotel still, even if Me it's too. not um, a themed experience. Brent, hit us. Um, I think that the decision was made prior. We're just hearing about this, and I think that's part of the reason why we have Bob Iger. Because Shapek was known as the as the uh, hotels and the hospitality guy who got moved up because of that, and he is no longer in that role. And mm -hmm. Iger and Eisner were both media guys. They were they were big into the movies. They were big into doing media. Um, so I think the move was the move was to get rid of Shapek. I think had the writing on the wall because Disney Plus was lacking, and I think this was also. You're you're the guy who kind of orchestrated and built the parks, and you're a parks guy, and the parks not doing so hot right now. So that was all I was going to add into the conversation. I'm not surprised, but I actually think the news happens like news. 
I always got to add something to the screen oh, while you're talking, Brad. God. I know it distracts you. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, would it distract anybody else? <laughs> well, because I'm talking, everybody's laughing, and I know I'm not saying anything funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but sometimes oh, the news takes time, and I think, uh, to me, I feel like this is this was made when they made the decision to switch from Shapek to Iger. So three or four months pa- prior, they finally let it leak out that this is where it was going to go. Okay. All right. Um, Alfie, bring some heat, man. What are your thoughts? Okay. I'll start off with some non-heat and we'll just be sensical about it. I think this was a very, very poor business model that they created. You have this giant extravaganza that it's being supported. You only have a hundred families that can stay at a time for two days. And you got to try to stretch that out to cover all the costs of you know, a 24, what, 48 hour experience with mm-hmm. shows and characters in light shows and all this stuff that it's just not going to cut it. It could never recoup or even make a profit what you're going to spend on it. And if you watch the videos, you basically pull up to a warehouse. You know, that's not the Disney experience. You made it way too expensive for a product that people are only going to do one time. Very few people are ever going to come back and do it a second time. And you've already priced out so many people. So the remaining people, you're depending on them to be repeat customers. But why would you want to spend this kind of money to do Mm -hmm. the same exact thing twice? Especially when it really offers so little for the price. I mean, just for me, it would be $12,000 to take my family there. Well, for that, we didn't spend that much for nine days at Disney with everything included in the price, plane tickets, food, all the character dinners, that, that wasn't even close to that. Um, and I think one of the most shocking things to me is, and it really hits to this point that it was just way <laughs> too expensive. They never even bothered to offer any type of discount or lower the rate. They did do some promotions where they said, if you pay to stay at the star cruiser, we'll give you a discount at another Disney resort because those are so much larger and they can recoup the losses because of the amount of people that stay there. But they didn't even try to lower the cost of this at all. They went to basically having one shift every day instead of, you know, the same experience being done multiple times. They just cut it to one. So that lets you know how few people were actually doing this. And the fact that a, less than two-year-old Disney resort, you can book the next day. That's unheard of. Everyone knows that if you stay at Disney, that's like a six-month prior thing for a family to start planning. And if you can do it the next day, this thing's a a total failure. So uh, I I will chime in and say this. Um, I went to Italy last year. My wife and I plan on going back to Italy last year. It wasn't that different than a two-night stay in the Galactic Star Cruiser, to you know, expense-wise, to look at something like that compared to going to Italy. Um, so I'm looking and going, wow, I, I know I'll go do that again. So you're right; it would be really a tough sell to get people to be repeat customers at, at the Galactic Star Cruiser. And I'm going to throw a little Ted Lasso in here on you guys. For those who've who've watched the most recent episode, um, 
they were in a meeting and they wanted to create a super soccer league and talk about how they want to make it only for the rich, only for the elite. And, and, you know, one of the owners stood up and said, well, what the hell are you people doing? Haven't you made enough money? This is to some people, soccer is their life. Their team is their life. Being around their family about this is their life. Star Wars is kind of like that. Star Wars, as Freddie Prince would say, is for kids, right? So a bunch of guys our age talking about it is kind of silly in the first place. But we also, I look forward to taking my grandson and doing all these things and buying him toys and all that. It is for kids. But how does it fit to be a kid thing? And then at the same time, we're going to charge you six or $7,000 to take your kids to this two-day event. Alfie, go ahead. One of the biggest to me, one of the biggest failures of Disney with Star Wars is this idea that we're going to make everything our, ourselves. We don't want this old story. We don't want these old characters. We're going to make a park that is part of our new story, and only the new things can be in this park. It's yeah, and it's so stupid. If they were to have made a art of animation style Star Wars resort, one of the mid-level you know, resorts that they have, full of the classic characters, full of the behind-the-scenes stuff, make it for kids 24 hours a day, that thing would be booked 365. Absolutely. And instead, Absolutely. you got this. And I've been to Galaxy's Edge, and Galaxy's Edge was awesome. It really was. But it's also really lame because it's not Star Wars. <laughs> it's a city in Star Wars. I don't want any of the Galaxy's Edge stuff. I want stuff that says Star Wars on it. I want, to, you know, Return of the Jedi. I want, I want stuff like that. I don't want, you know, I'm not going to buy 20 different shirts that all have the same logo on them. You know, yeah, I'll buy one or two. But after that, I'm never going to buy anything again. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll go back for a third because of the color. I don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's go just... ahead, D-Doc. <laughs> I made sure I wore my Mickey Mouse shirt of him uh, be saying uh, eek because of all the money he's going to be losing on this uh, Star Cruiser. Although I think I've accidentally worn this like three weeks in a row on the podcast. But I'm um, sorry. Uh, no one yeah. watches anyway, D-Doc. <laughs> what Alfie was saying, it's so funny because my wife, it's like, it's kind of like what Scruffy was saying. It's like, you know, my wife likes Star Wars. She'll watch it, but she supports my habits with it and stuff. And I, I had said to her because we're in the process. We're we're going on the Disney Wish in November, uh, the cruise, and now we're actually going to be going and doing. We're we're like going all in on it, so we're going to go do like two days at the parks and then go to the cruise from there. And um, we're booking our hotel now. And I told her, I said, "Hey, I said, remember that Galactic Star Cruise that just opened when we went last time?" And, and she's like, "Yeah." I said, "It's already shutting down." And she was like. <laughs> She's like, that's crazy. And and she said, why? She goes, because we're looking at all these hotels, as Alfie said, art of animation, stuff like that. She goes, why wouldn't they just make one of the affordable hotels Star Wars themed and just do that? She's like, it would probably be sold out all the time. And I said, I know that sounds a lot too much like common sense. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I wish I could be in these think tanks you know that people get paid millions of dollars to do and they say you know we own this extremely popular ip let's take none of the characters from that ip and put them in this you know extremely expensive uh hotel or whatever but i mean the formula is there just make a freaking affordable hotel and just <laughs> do, like it, you you could literally print money from doing it you're, you're in the business of making money 
Like, so you can make money and art at the same time. And you can also pay tribute. Like, think about it. You have Art of Animation. It has Finding Nemo, Cars, and like Little Mermaid, Lion King. You could easily do uh, sequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, original trilogy. And then you could have the pools themed like Endor or Hoth. You could put a freaking ATAT near the pool and a bunch of other stuff. And there you go, Bob Iger. I just made you a billion dollars. Like, I know. It's go. not that hard. I don't understand why they make it so difficult. That's why I just listened to his book, because I'm trying to enter his brain and think about like what he thinks about. And like I said, when they purchased Star Wars, his tone about how he talks about Star Wars is so different than Marvel. He was so like, we need to do this. We need to do this with Star Wars. And he wasn't like that with Marvel. He let Marvel do what it was good at. And he maintained that. With Star Wars, it was like, we have to make three movies right now to recoup this money. And it's like, it's like they should have just chilled out a little bit. Like, We'll go to, Brant, go to Branton and the hyperspace guys. I'm just going to say that it was Chapek who was designing it because at the time he was the CEO of the parks. Was it Chapek though? Chapek, Chapek inspire it. Did Bob inspire. So Bob me? was the CEO, right? He was CEO. He's the one who purchased everything. He's on his way out. His big thing was media and putting out Disney Plus. Chapek was the one. He got moved up because he was the parks guy. He yeah. was the one, and I. There were people that were kind of questioning his move up anyway. But I'm telling you, like he was the parks guy. I'm, I'm putting this on Chapek. I'm not putting this on Iger. It's kind of like the it, everything gets blamed on the ex guy before him or whatever. But to me, this design one was the decision that Alvy's talking about. The fact that Disney didn't want to. It's. I don't think they didn't want to bring in the old stuff. They were convinced that they were going to move forward, and people were going to love them moving forward. They were convinced that they could create something new and that they could take that new and then move forward mm. and that the fan base would not move forward. They were convinced that that was going to happen. I feel they were convinced that was going to happen because Force Awakens had positive buzz, had a positive move forward. There were people that left Force Awakens. I'm telling you, the turd in the punch bowl is where all of the shit hit the fan. I mean, we're talking about a $4 billion turd in the punch bowl. Okay. Um, See, I told you it would go there. When it, I knew, yeah, I, you said it would go there. Um, what do you mean? Like, but it, it, he, he said as soon as we start talking about the, the Galactic Star Cruiser, it'd go right to the sequels. Right to the sequels. <laughs> because that's, where, that's what it was. Right. It, it, was designed, it was designed by Disney because Disney created... The park, Galaxy's Edge, Disney created that to build upon what they had created within their IP of them moving forward, and it was Disney Star Wars. They created the parks to become the, you could live in the sequel world. That didn't go as well as everyone expected, but they're committed because they're spending $100 million building Galaxy's Edge. They're committed because they designed this hotel moving forward and the turd in the bunch bowl spun everything out of control and the fans did not buy in the way that disney expected it to that was a big turd they were they were eating fiber <laughs> the day that turd went in the bunch bowl I'm sorry, right. but but it's uh, true though 
I said it's a four I, billion dollar turd. I, I want to hear. I want to hear now that we've we've kind of just ramrodded right through Galactic Star Cruiser into the sequels. Uh, have we sparked any thoughts or anything from any of the hyperspace heroes, guys? Scruffy, go ahead. Uh, right when Disney took over, I I think we it was one of those conversations where we all sitting at work and should have been uh, doing a podcast on it. I told them they're going to. They're going to alienate their core fan group, their fan club. The core Star Wars fans are going to end up alienating them uh, to move forward with this new grand vision. Um, and to a certain extent, okay, I get it. You bought it. It's yours. Do what you want with it. But you can't turn your back on the people that made Star Wars what it is today. You know, the, us, this group sitting here. And then they dropped that amazing, speaking of the turd in the toilet bowl, they dropped that amazing Force Awakens movie on us. And I was like, oh, wow, did I call that one? Uh, so, you know, I was not a fan of Force Awakens. That's uh, what I was going to say. I think he went to a different turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> uh, these guys have heard me say it before. It's like, if I wanted to watch A New Hope, I would have just stayed home. Wow, okay. <laughs> All right, you, know, you had Super Weapon of the Week. Sure, you had an sure. orphan on a des- desert planet. Uh, who is force sensitive and becomes a becomes a Jedi? Yeah. I, I I loved it. <laughs> I didn't. Just, I, and that's I didn't even hate without it. that's even without a it. wise old Jedi to teach her as well. Right. Oh yes, we lost wise old Jedi. Yes. Yeah, 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 we didn't have a wise right. brown leader. How about you? Uh, any thoughts uh, that uh, sparked um, in this last conversation? Okay, guys, here's the next new thing. It's all about synergy. It's all about breaking the mold. It's all about creating the new. And you know what? We're going to appeal to the kids because that's what we did to our parents. We had this new thing and we appealed to them and we made them buy us the toys and Star Wars grew. So we're going to create new characters and a new vision. And we're going to create that demand in the kids. And they're going to tell their parents that we want this and we want this and they're going to spend all the money well yeah, how did i know you're going to go there <laughs> well i mean i i can only buy so many constable zuvio figures <laughs> right <laughs> but you know it's it's a different time back when we experienced star wars there were not as many other things ips there yeah. were not as many other, you know, we didn't have the video games, the the multimedia, the the internet, the influencers. We didn't TikTok. We didn't have all that growing up. Star Wars was a revolutionary thing to us. Yeah. So, you know, they're thinking that, and I get it, you know, okay, well, uh, Force Awakens was made for the new generation. Uh, DB's daughter, Brownie 4, absolutely loves it. She loves Ray. And I'm so happy that she does. Alfie, I know your kids love Ray. And you absolutely. guys are Ray, a Ray household. Yeah, and that's why we I give the Force Awakens a pass. I know right. we shouldn't do that, but I do. But, you know, there it, it's not the same time. It's not the same era. It's not this. You're not going to get the same demand. Look at how uh, sorry, Brent, but look at how the toys fell off, you know, in the market. I'm not trying to take this down toy talk. So, but no, you're uh, good. You have to, though. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you guys have talked about it. We've talked about it in terms of, you know, the how the toy sales just plummeted right off. So as collectors, as older collectors, why don't they make this? Why don't they make that? You know, DB still wanting his last Jedi uh uh, Prince Leia, right? General Leia. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that know. that would be from Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's just not the same market. Now, were they trying something new with Galactic Star Cruiser? The immersive experience. 
yeah okay it is different than your normal disney hotel with the pools and, and it's not as immersive an experience you know but uh yeah it just was not the right i don't know it's just not the right time for that and people just there's not as many people willing to sh shell out the bucks for that experience uh, because it's not the only experience you can have. You, you can throw on a VR headset and have an immersive experience all you want in your living room. You know, just like stadiums are, are suffering from ticket prices because most people, a lot of people have better sound systems, uh, um, drink a kitchen right next door. Mm -hmm. They can go drop a turd in the, in the punch bowl in their own bath, <laughs> private bathroom. You know, I mean, it, it, you're the fan experience, whether you're talking football, sports, Disney, it's a different world. It's a completely different world. And they're trying to build something off an old model, but try to make it new. They, they've, it's almost like they've got too many fans now because we're, you know, the sequels didn't appeal as much to us because we wanted, if you're going to take the Skywalker saga down the road, we want to go down the road. We want to continue the Skywalker saga. And to have a more developed story, not a reboot of the Star Wars franchise, but call it the Skywalker saga, thinking that we're going to be dumb enough to fall for the label and go, uh, you know, oh, it's Skywalker. We, we want everything. Um, you know, we're going to be critical because we're along further in our lives. Life is not black and white anymore. It's a lot more gray in our lives. Uh, you have the good, the bad, the ugly. And so we want a story. If we're going to continue the story and continue down the road, that's more the story we're looking for instead of just the simplicity of A New Hope when that first came out. Sorry, I don't know where I no. went on that. No, you're oh, good. Great. It's good. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the dirt in the DB. DB. <laughs> Hit us up with some words of wisdom here. Oh, well, you've gone to the wrong guy. No, <laughs> no you know, we're, we, we, this, this has really morphed from talking about Star Cruiser. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I, I got to go back, and I think Brent's right. Uh, it was, yes. it was just, no, you absolutely were because it all goes back to we got to pump out new material to pay for this $4 billion franchise we just bought. And they wanted just to, to jam stuff down our throats, which I think all three of the sequels are beautifully made films. The stories aren't so great. Um, and, and, you know, Kylo Ren actually says it in Last Jedi, you know, kill the past, let it die, or something like that. I mean, they flat out tell you what Disney's trying to do with Mm -hmm. the original star wars but i think they would have been better served to use the legacy characters as your main protagonist and kind of slowly hand off to a new generation but they didn't take the time to flesh that out now at the same time you know the minute disney signed that contract they're designing the star cruiser this took 10 years to get built in or whatever eight years uh, so you're right. They banked everything on, you know, the public acceptance of the new characters, the new story, and it just hasn't gone the way Marvel has gone. I disagree because the new stuff in Marvel has gone about the same way the sequel trilogies it has. Eternals is flat. <laughs> if you read and you listen to the people who like the the posts and the reviews of Guardians of the Galaxy. They're fun, but it doesn't move the story forward. Like, they're getting the same kind of comments 
that they're getting because now the Marvel legacy stuff is over with. You don't have Tony. You don't have Cap. You don't have some of those characters. For now. They're not, they're not getting – well, for now, right – but you're not getting the same kind of publicity. You're not getting the same kind of buy-in. Marvel's starting to lose steam as well. <laughs> That's I, all a big ploy for when they come back. It'll be even bigger. Yeah, it's the new Spider-Man Coke strategy. The only, re- the only reason Iron Man 12 oh, found yep. the way home. Right. So, <laughs> oh, gee, but Mr. Stark, I've missed you so much. But they're going to do that because they know that they're slowly failing and losing the, losing the fan right. base. <laughs> but oh, at, least, right. at least Marvel used those main characters for what yes. a decade yes they did before they handed off to these ones that nobody yeah. likes so you know they well, brought out every dollar they could from the, well, that original cast they, yeah but didn't didn't marvel also have much more of a developed uh, plan of action yeah absolutely when absolutely. disney, when disney is, made the purchase as opposed to when correct you know, Luke, lucas just slapped something together really quick to drive up the price Love on it. uh to drive up the price on on the right. sale you, yeah. you and, write a, a Marvel movie and you go, well, well, there's 40 freaking years of comic books about Iron Man. This shit's easy. I can whip this out all day long. <laughs> all right. But now, that, but now that Disney has taken over the Marvel art, you know, you get rid of, you finish with the Avengers Endgame, and now you've got into all Disney created new, new material. It's, yeah, it doesn't have the same feel. They're about to drop uh, what two new series? The Echo one is going to get all released in a batch, in a bunch, you know, the whole season in one day. You know, instead of doing the, they're changing formats on that one from instead of a, a week, a you know, an episode a week. Even Miss Marvel was an episode a week, and you know, Nick Fury's coming out too. That's going to be a good one. Secret I Wars, think. yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. D Doc, what you got? I have one final point with Disney, and I think it's I think it's their biggest problem right now is towards the end of Bob's tenure being the CEO, he bought too much. He bought Fox Searchlight, he bought Star Wars, he bought Marvel. And he said at the end of his book, he said he drew it all out and he said, This is what a multimedia company is supposed to look like. Because he had ESPN on there mm-hmm. and he has everything. And I think the problem that Disney has now with him buying all those IPs is now that when Disney buys anything, people are like, oh, great. Like Pat McAfee just announced, you know, this is semi off topic, but he just made a deal with ESPN. He's one of the most popular sports shows and people love him because he's an individual. And right away, everybody's commenting. Disney's going to ruin this because they own ESPN. So Disney needs to find a way for like them to let people be individuals and not interfere with not interfere with what makes something great. Stop interfering with what makes it great. Star Wars was great because of the fans that were there before Disney was there. That's why Disney had their little deals back in the day where Darth Vader could show up at the magic kingdom and do those special star Wars nights and everything because of what George created and everything that made it great. So like, don't ignore what makes it great because that's how you make money. It's it's very simple. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe no. I just don't know business well enough. But. No, you're good, Alfie. My final point is, and I've brought this up many times. I got the luxury, you know, I got lucky in being able to go to Disney right around the time that Rogue One was out, so pre Galaxy's Edge, and then we went a second time and and did the whole galaxy's edge thing. Disney did not learn from the excitement of and you know the fever that was in the parks for people for Star Wars. They mistook it 
and yeah, twisted it into thinking that they could make anything and people would love it. You know, they when they had the big Star Wars uh, stage show, you know, mm-hmm. yes, people are excited about Ray, but they were also very excited to see Darth Maul, Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, it, you know, and cutting all of that out of your park has really hampered it. And like I said, it really, after a while, it just really makes Galaxy's Edge kind of lame, in my opinion, because it has to fit into this teeny tiny little mold. I got you. Well, I tell you what, I I I have a five a.m. flight tomorrow, so I'm gonna keep this a little short here and tie some things up because unless you guys want to keep going, I can go get some sleep because I have to pack and get ready to sleep. But let's bring some good things out. We've been bashing for the last half an hour. Let's let's bring some good <laughs> stuff out. I, I will tell you this. I'm gonna give it all. Look, I love the character of Ahsoka. I'm gonna give that a try. I love that we. Once the writers' things are all done with Skeleton Crew and Acolyte, ready to give all that a try. I'll go into them open-minded. I'll go into them and see what we're all about. And I'll even go into the 2025 movie ready to go. I'll be piling us all in the car. We'll all go sit there on the first night and go watch it. We'll even fly D-Doc in for it if we can. And and uh, But, I mean, I'm going to look at the positive in the future and say – there's things out there that can be good. I'm going to hope that they're good. I'm going to hope that they're fulfilling. I'm not going to go into them. I, look, I think we all had an idea the Star Cruiser was not going to succeed. Okay, it's in the past. We've ripped off that Band-Aid. Let's, let's look forward, and I will say this. Between ICCC, all these things coming up in the future, shows, movies, whatever, I'm ready to still light that cannon. I'm ready to still go with it and be positive that's my thoughts. That's how I'm going to end it on my end. I'm going to go around to our crew, and we're going to start with Scruffy. Give me something good to finish on, and and some closing thoughts from you for this show, Scruffy. Yeah, I'm not hating on all of it. I loved Solo. I loved Rogue One. I thought they were epic movies. I'm so looking forward to uh, Ahsoka. Um, and I agree with you. I'm, I'm going into that new movie with uh, with high hopes and. Um, and ready to be excited that I'm just, I'm just happy. There's still more material coming. Uh, Cause I don't know what I'd do without, with myself. There wasn't <laughs> a little concerned about that. Maybe I'll have to switch franchises and start watching some Trek. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, DB. Hit me with something good and positive to finish finish off here tonight. Oh, good and positive. I am so stoked uh, to get down to Nashville or just outside of Nashville. And I think this is going to become an, an annual thing for the three of us. Um, but, you know, looking even further ahead, we have Celebration Japan coming up, which I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> but uh, uh, Scruffy brought my attention to this, that that mm. most likely means... In four years, we're going to have some sort of monster 50th anniversary celebration. Mm. And uh, that means I have four years to save up for that. And I'm pretty stoked about that. And I'm open-minded. We got new movies coming out. You know, as much as I rip on The Last Jedi, talking about turds and punch bowls, um, <laughs> Star Wars is Star Wars. One. And I will, watch, I will watch Star Wars. I may not watch it as much as other ones. 
Um, but you know, uh, more Star Wars is more Star Wars, and I've I've waited my whole life to get this much content. So this is awesome. Good, good. Brown leader, how about you? Thank, um, well, first of all, before you start, I want to thank the three of you guys uh, for just joining on and, and being a part of what we're doing. And 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 you know, again, I consider you guys friends. I I, I want us to really you know have some fun down there in ICCC. So before we break away and before I forget, I just want to say thank you to you guys. For, for being a part of what we do. And, and I love listening to your show. You guys crack me up and uh, look forward to many, many more of uh, Hyperspace Heroes. Yeah, thanks so, for having us. It's great to be yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's been a blast. Um, I, I, and I listen to every episode. Uh, I listen to you guys all the time. So, um, yeah, really look at... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, one of the positive things is, Brent, I'd like to ask you to come on our show and talk about Legion at some point. So, yes! Um, we just did our first tabletop uh, episode nerd. last yeah. week um, with a tabletop game maker producer uh, uh, that he he produces or makes his own uh, publisher. That's the right independent. Publisher. He's an independent guy, right? Independent the, publisher, yeah. yeah. And uh, we had a we had a riot, and it wasn't Star Wars, but we did talk Star Wars. But his games aren't Star Wars. But but I wanted to I I want to bring you on at some point so we could talk uh, tabletop uh gaming with legion but um yeah just the the positive for me you know i again like dv said i love star wars i'll give everything a chance we've wanted new stories we're getting the accolade we're getting skeleton crew we're getting you know uh, ahsoka give me new stories um uh you know um so uh but to put the sprinkles on the turd so uh <laughs> Uh, as we talked, uh, we briefly mentioned at the beginning, since this is a joint episode, uh, yes. and you guys are hosting, but it's a joint episode, uh, all guests on our show become honorary members of Brown Squadron. So what that means is you get a flight designation and you get a call sign. So uh, I have uh, uh, I have all that for you guys, and we'll, we'll do that right now. So, um, oh, God, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I, I'm so, scared. So, Joe. Um, you Gee, are now, hold my hand. <laughs> you are going to be. You are Brown twenty three, and okay. your call sign. Your call sign is Merrick, after Antok Merrick, who is the blue leader in the okay. Black Civil War era. So, um, Alfie, uh, we're going to go with a Jaster for your call sign. You are Brown twenty four. I think it's kind of obvious why we're going with Jaster for you, since you're such a Mandalorian. Uh, I like uh, it. Fa fanatic, um, Brent. Uh, so, uh, yours is, let me see, I, I got to bring up the information. <laughs> um, we are going with, let's see, where is it? Uh, uh, so you are Brown 25 and your call sign is Gleb and Gleb. I know I knew I was going to get that. So, uh, Gleb was an Aqualish that, uh, worked for the, uh, Imperial, um oh now i lost my notes uh the imperial uh he was basically like in charge of like the academy he was like an instructor for the imperials kind of going from the post empire to the first order phase of things. what so, book or what book or what reference was that from uh i think it's i want to say it's legends so it's it's not um let's see if i have it in my notes here but um and aquas is the squid heads right no, no, that's uh, that's a Corrin. Oh, so, what's the Aqualish? Aqualish is the one that Dune guns. Walrus Man. In the sewers on Mandalorian. 
season two. Oh, the big, the big lip, the big lip in front of big, the face. Yeah. So, so here it was. It was the uh, uh, Gleb was the Aqualish who served as the headmaster of the future Imperial leaders military preparatory school on Vardos. So you can find the full write up on Wikipedia from uh, Battlefront Two. Is that what it is? Okay. There okay. we go. Yep. And Brand. then uh, D-Doc. Baba. Okay. So, uh, you know, obviously there's no ginger plumbers in Star Wars yet. Yep. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find, <laughs> I couldn't find a direct reference. So actually I've got a choice for you. So Brown 26, and I've got a choice of three different um, um, names. So uh, first was uh, an Ugnot named uh, Ugnor, who in Legends uh, helped build Bespin, uh, Cloud City, oh. and he also became the head of the Ugnot uh, Mechanics Union. That sounds awesome. Uh, the second was, uh, I think it's Luther Peel, who is the watermonger from uh, Book of Boba Fett. Oh, I like that guy. He's so a stapler it, guy from Office Space. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other was, uh, Pe- no, that, that would be Peel, or Narin, who is a character from uh, legends and he was a um he was a squid head a corin who was a member of the uh, rogue squadron i'm, I'm going ugnor all day okay. all right but it is. Where it is. I'm, I'm just gonna throw out an objection because he gets to choose <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm uh guys real quick i i do have to break away d doc do you mind finishing up after after uh, i hop off here real quick I, i'm ready to, yeah i mean okay uh, I'm, can, I'm if you want to wrap no, no, it no. now no and... no you guys go keep finishing that up guys i I'm, I'm gonna break away i apologize uh just got a lot of stuff i gotta get finished up here before that 4 30 alarm clock goes in the packing and everything Every thank morning. you guys for me for this and d doc you finish up and i will uh i, I will meet up with you guys very soon and talk to you thanks Again, to everybody, I'm, I just got to hop out real early real quick. Good Thanks. to see you, Joe. We'll see you in a week. See you next guys. week, Joe. You got it. And to answer your question, Brent, uh, as Brown <laughs> as Brown leader, I reserve the right to fashion uh, <laughs> rules as I see lawyered. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and if I seem full of turds, well, we are Brown squadron. Right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, Brent, I, I wanted to be Brown 4 and I wanted to be Maverick or something cool like Tom Cruise, <laughs> but I get droid bait. Come on. Droid oh, bait. So, you did, so you didn't choose droid bait? Oh, God. No, we assigned him that uh, yeah, in my office one that. day. It was actually. all the carbon mm. scoring on my ship, I think. <laughs> 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 no, I love it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm definitely going to have to check out who Glib is, by the way. So. Yep. But I like it. It matches uh, the education world exactly. that I'm in. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, I'm absolutely happy with Ugnor. And uh, while we'll, we'll like kind of follow the same theme that Joe was going as we were wrapping things up here too, which I, I'm glad to. I'm personally glad to finally talk to you guys. I know I've interacted with you online and you know through mm-hmm. my plumbing videos and all that fun stuff as well. So I'm excited to meet all you guys at ICCC. So this this was a lot of fun. Um, Lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just real. I'm really excited to be here. I personally don't like flying. Like I, it's something like my wife is like she literally just does not care. So for me, I'm just like I just need to get past the flight and I'll be good to go. And 5 a.m. flight is too early to have a beer beforehand to take the edge off. No, it's not. It's no, five it's o'clock not. somewhere. You're not. in an airport. It's it yeah, but I mean, like the one great thing about airports is you it doesn't drink. matter what time it is. I know exactly. you can drink all the time at the airport, but at the same time, it's like I know my endurance level and it's like i want to like save my endurance for friday and if i have a 5 a.m beer it's like it's gonna screw me up it's gonna absolutely screw me up you just gotta probably have to go to the that. bathroom on the plane too which i, I mean, don't want to this is maintain it seriously man like this is sounding like amateur hour over here d doc <laughs> i don't like flying. come on like you're ugnor you're ugnor you are the uh <laughs> You That's right. You know what? I am. You're the, you are Ugnor. You can do this. Actually, you're right. I am. I need to. I, that's. I'm. I'm good with that. Usually, you I'm good that, once D the plane takes off. Hey, D Doc. I'm. I'm jealous because you get to fly. I have to ride with Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a and Xanax, we'll probably we're going to go on roughly the same speed. We're going roughly the same speed. Take a Xanax. Close your eyes. It'll be okay, little guy. Don't worry. I will. I got my Zannies ready. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Alfie, uh, do you have anything positive uh, following the theme that Joe was wrapping us up with uh, to finish things off? Yeah. Um, I know this isn't going to sound real positive, but it sounds positive <laughs> to me. Every, <laughs> yes. every time I read one of these Disney stories, like what we've been talking about all night, to me, all I can think of is in desperation to write the ship. We are one step closer to a Luke Skywalker Jedi Academy series. I believe it. Yeah. So, because Daisy Ridley isn't covering up this news, you're going to have to trot out Mark Hamill and get everybody excited to forget about this. And that's what I'm. I can't wait for. Yeah, bring it. Agreed. I agree. And I, honestly, I really think that it wouldn't hurt if you found someone to play Luke Skywalker that looks like Mark Hamill. And, yeah. to, you know, that kind of already know. works on the show. Yeah. If he the was guy to come out really... and say, hey, this is I'm Luke Skywalker. This is the new Luke Skywalker. There you go. Yeah, I could I could get down with that. You know, I think a lot of people would get down with that. But no, but really, yeah, I'm excited to go to I Triple C again, and it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to you know meet you guys again and finally meet you, D Doc. And I know it do does sound like I'm always negative about Disney Star Wars, but I'm always will be excited for new content. Um, so I will definitely be there for the next movie. If and are when you, it does happen, are you going to get a tattoo again at I Triple C? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I know that I can't because I'm, I'm I I just I don't know. I'm I'm not a needles guy, and I just don't even have any. So I, once I, you start, nope. you won't stop. Yeah, I'm terrified of needles too. So I'm right there with you. You just don't look. <laughs> Oh, oh, is that really there's, there's, it's just I, that easy. Oh, all I mean, this time, there, I've been is pleasure, it up. there is a pleasure to the pain. I'm not gonna lie. No, 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 no. no, no Honestly, no. though, I I don't mind tattoos. Don't bother me, but needle like shots bother me. So I'm with you on not liking needles. I know that sounds really stupid, but I don't no, know. I've had a tattoo, and I feel the exact same way, Alfie. I got a couple, so 
it's they're not just one tattoo. Now, if you do like a single, if you do a single needle tattoo, that's a different story. When they do like the thirteen needle tattoos, they're not, there's not as much needle pricking as you think. Interesting, <clears throat> Brent. What do you got positive uh, to finish to to wrap things up uh, Star Wars wise? Um, turds and punch bowls make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, that was D-Doc's, D-Doc has, once you said it, I have to keep bringing it up anytime we talk about it. I got um, to hop on the Photoshop and, and just make the, 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 the cover photo of this episode when we share it, just literally a turd in a punch bowl. <laughs> so, so positive is, here's the thing. I guess I have a low bar for everything. I want to be entertained. That's all I care about. If you entertain me, I'm good. Now, did Boba Fett entertain me? Yeah. Was it great? No. Did Obi-Wan entertain me? Yeah. Was it great? No. Did Mando season three entertain me? Yeah. Was it great? No. Yes. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> right? Like, I, just, I don't care about depth of story. I don't care about connectedness. Character I don't care about... I don't know. I just want to be entertained. Just entertain <laughs> me. If you entertain me and I watch you and I want to come back, I'll tell you right now, Resistance season one episode all the way up until episode like the the three or four at the end where you start getting to where it matches up with uh, Force Awakens. I was all in. I was entertained. I kept coming back. Bad Batch. I keep Resistance? coming back. Yeah, Resistance. I know we talked about this the last time you guys were on. I'll oh, watch mm-hmm. things if you entertain me. I was entertained. So I, I'm still I, baffled anybody could be entertained by resistance, but okay. It's fine. It's positive fine. note. Scruffy, positive note. Positive note. Positive, positive. <laughs> Vorpex. 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 Cool. So anyway, it's I just I fear that all of the excitement for Ahsoka is going to turn to anger, letdown, trepidation because they are high expectations that are not being met. Because when expectations are not met, anger ensues. That is what happens. And I go in with low expectations. My expectation is entertain me. And that's it. So, like, everything that I've watched, I like the sequel trilogies because they entertained me. When I watched the prequel trilogies, they did not entertain me when I watched them. And I still have not been able to get over that. I mean, I like them. But they're on the bottom of my list. So, I know. I'm weird. But that's where I fall. And so, yeah. Um, so that's the positive note. It's cool that we get all this stuff because what else would we talk about? I'm sure we would find something to talk about. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like in sports, like you guys are sports fans. Anybody sports balls fans listen to sports talk radio? I like sporty like, matches. Yeah. So, so if when you listen to sports talk radio, one of the things you can just say, especially in the Midwest, is Pete Rose. Just say the name Pete Rose and people talk for hours about it. I feel like you just say the word sequel trilogy in the Star Wars podcast and you can talk for hours about it. <laughs> it's like the Pete Rose. Like uh, It's a slow news day, news day. Okay, let's talk Star Wars sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. I know it was connected and I know that there was a reason for the conversation, but everyone is sitting in this world talking about it. Um, I've gone for a long time, then longer than I thought I was going to go here for my wrap up. Uh, Brown leader, reach out to me. Uh, I got a couple of friends that can talk pretty good uh, Star Wars Legion. We can talk about it. Um, heck, we could even like shoot and play a game while we talk about it. Right. Um, I mean, I'm hitting my I'm hitting my summer season, so uh, I I have a lot of free time. Okay, there you go. I yeah, like we'll it. get something scheduled for sure. Yeah, 
No worries. Reach awesome. out. I, if, reach out to Joe. Joe's got my contacts, all that type of stuff. Other than that, I'll shut up. D Doc, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, it, it's you know what it is. It, it's not that it's, it's not that we're like hating on things. It's kind of fun to be negative about things sometimes and talk about what you don't like about something. It can be entertaining, honestly. And I, I we were we were crapping on this galactic star cruiser from before it even opened we were like we talked about it so much on this podcast since it looks um, so bad i know it was just automatic it was automatic we said it we could go back in the archives on this podcast and all of us said like that thing is not gonna last long at all like which and- is why i was wondering why it was the topic but okay yes and i feel bad for the people who worked at it because i've seen videos of them and a lot of it was put on them they had to really they had to really put a lot of effort and energy into running that thing. That thing was put all on its employees. So I feel bad for them in that aspect that I wish it worked out for them and it could have been better. Like it definitely sucks because there's going to be jobs that people won't have anymore. So like, you know, that does suck, but I'm uh, I'm always in for the next Star Wars thing. As as much as we criticize it, I absolutely love it. I look forward to every single new thing that comes out, and I look forward to talking Star Wars with all of you guys at the IEEE convention. So you know, it's it, it's fun to criticize things. It's also fun to love them. And you know, we're, I have high hopes for Ahsoka. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think that Dave Filoni put 110 percent of his attention into Ahsoka, and I think that's maybe why. He maybe was not as involved in Mando season three, in my opinion. We'll see if I'm wrong about that when we watch a little archives thing, which they probably won't ever show that on there. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm feeling I, I'm feeling good about Star Wars, even though sometimes we talk about how we feel bad about certain things with it. So ending on that note, we're, we're, we're going to stay positive and we're going to be all flying or driving to nashville some of us in hyperspeed with scruffy it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) and we're all gonna have a really good time and i can't wait to meet all you guys so um that'll wrap uh what is this 206 brent i have no idea (laughs) like i don't why keep counting anymore we're at a number that's that's high i think you told me last week it was 205 that's yeah but then he did another another one but he did yeah. another little mini one with he his rifle. So you never with know. Rifen, He's yep. throwing numbers out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> Messes with the accounting. We're running a tight program here. So, yeah, we'll, we'll call it Chapter 207 then. This wraps up Chapter 207. It was great having you guys on here, Hyperspace Heroes. Check them out. And uh, we appreciate that you guys will be releasing this on your podcast as well. So check out Rule Galaxy as well, uh, guys. And, uh, Until the next time, may the Force be with you.